0: Even if you think it's boring, but your stuff is never boring. (laughs) (laughs) I sit here in silence half the time, like, because I don't know how to respond. Sometimes I'm speechless.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what do do you say? What if I start with the one of the Patreon episodes just because I feel like I need to warm up and wake up before? Yeah, I like that plan. I'm excited. I am, too.
0: (laughs) This is fucking awesome. All right.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, are you ready to talk about, well, not talk about, well, we are going to talk about some stuff, but for our first official Patreon listener episode, well, it's not a listener episode. It's an episode for our lovely Patreons.
0: Yes. Our freaky friends, our deadly darlings, and our macabre hotties.
1: Yes. Okay, so... This one I've been excited about, as you know, I was reading that book, the um, "Over My Dead Body," yeah, which is all about cemeteries, and there was one cemetery in there in particular that I wanted to talk about, and so that is what I'm going to be covering today.
0: Ooh, I'm so excited.
1: Okay, let's do it.
0: <laughs> let's do it.
1: Um. Okay, so I just have to start by saying. Am I the only weirdo that loves cemeteries? No. <laughs> have you ever like gone specifically to a new area and like sought out a cemetery
0: <laughs> in a new area? No. Oh but my once... gosh. Oh, you have to. I have to now. We have yeah, a lot especially... of cemeteries in the area and I I go to the ones that I have been around that I drive by and I'm like, "Oh, this is a cool place."
1: Yeah, what? I love cemeteries. And actually, when I was a teenager, my friend um, in in high school, she lived right next to a cemetery. And it was a really oh. small town. So it wasn't like a huge cemetery, but it was literally like you could see it from her yard.
0: Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's awesome.
1: So we spent a lot of time there, which, you know, is kind of, I guess, very goth of us. But it was before goth. Dude. <laughs>
0: If you want to get technical, I mean, that's quite Victorian of you. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, having kind of... picnics and drinks in the in the graveyard.
1: <laughs> well, we actually, what we did was we, we tended to go out there more at night, which I know is a little bit kind of riskier because I don't think you're supposed to be in cemeteries at night, but it's a small town. It's not like it was gated yeah. or anything like that. So we would go out there at night and just kind of, hang out. There was a big gazebo area that we could sit and um, we could see the highway from there. So we could just kind of watch cars go by. And a lot of times we would just lay on the grass and just hang out and chit chat and nobody ever bothered us. It was peaceful. And I don't know, I just really liked it. And it was interesting because growing up in a small town, you know, there's a lot of names in the cemetery that you recognize as families that have been there kind of from the beginning of when the town was established. Yeah, And um, yeah, we would just kind of be nerdy and hang out. And then uh, a lot of times we would kind of clear off the headstones if they had like grass clippings on them and stuff just to kind of, I don't know, pay respects. So we were always very respectful, but yeah, well, I just really good. enjoyed that. I enjoyed that.
0: It's nice to have a place that's just peace. (laughs) Yeah. In this day and age, it's hard to find. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you could just
1: about guarantee that no one really will bother you at a cemetery. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) unless it's just a random ghost or someone that's hanging out, which would be kind of cool. Right. I'm not going to lie. I would actually kind of like that. Unless they were a bad ghost, then um, different story. But, right. Yeah. I, you know, I've traveled to the East Coast a few times and. That is a great place to visit cemeteries, and yes. the U.S. is kind of new in a sense compared to Europe and other places. But if you next time you go to the East Coast, you have to like find just find an old cemetery and just walk around. There's a lot of um, interesting history, and <laughs> I hear your kitty. Which one? <laughs> Dang it!
0: Uh, that would be Aria. No, oh, you, no, it's landed. fine. It's cute. oh you know they were doing really well this morning i'm like look at you guys go oh and then there's this (laughs) it's funny
1: funny. no it's
0: fine they're like we want
1: to talk about cemeteries
0: probably lanny's like i want in on this i don't know why you leave me out (laughs) he's got a lot to say like all the time (laughs) when i've been to the east coast though i oh that is like a whole new level. Well, not really new, but you know what I mean. It's a whole extra level yeah. of cemetery. The headstones are so cool. And it's really cool to see the old English language oh, inscribed. Yeah, mm-hmm. It is so cool. So, And I'm a literary geek, so I'm like, Oh, they're using wise instead of eyes. And it's like, <laughs> I nerd about that stuff.
1: I wonder when that all actually ch- changed. Like when when did that shift? And I also even heard somewhere this is a random tangent, but um that the southern kind of accent draw is actually just slowed down um British. Like a yes. slowed down British accent, which I heard somebody do it and I was like, "Holy crap." I never put that together, you know? Yeah,
0: and I can't really confirm this because I don't know if there's any official records. So if anybody knows, please, please, please tell us. But apparently, before we broke off from England, the original British accent was a southern accent. And because we broke off, they wanted to kind of retaliate and have their own thing going on and they changed their... Accents on purpose oh, wow. in England. I don't know if that's true or not. I've heard it so many times though. But I want we need proof.
1: to f- we need to find somebody who studies that yeah. uh, like languages and um dialect. That would be interesting to have somebody chime in on that. That could be that could be fun. That would be cool.
0: Yeah, I would love that.
1: So yeah, if we get to the east coast, we're making that. We're gonna find A cemetery i mean obviously salem would be very fucking cool but pretty much anywhere um when i went to visit my friends in connecticut shout out to kim and nate uh we actually like drove around to a few different cemeteries and they took me to a witch's grave and people still leave um like tarot cards and different things on her grave and this is going back to like the pre seventeen seventy six like it was really? a old fucking grave. There are pictures somewhere. We took pictures of it and people still leave stuff on this grave. But yeah, I don't know. That's awesome. Whose grave is interesting. It? I couldn't tell you. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> I they would probably know, but my memory is terrible and this was like 20 years ago. <laughs>
0: so that's cool. You but know, um I'll find so out so you should let me know because that's really interesting. The East Coast is crazy on their cemeteries. Uh, In Maine, my aunt and uncle live in Maine, Southern Maine, and they actually have a law that you can't move graves and grave sites. So on their road, when you're driving just down regular residential road, there'll be random plots of gravestones in people's yards because they can't move them. Oh, wow. And they block them off. And they're supposed to attend to them. But.
1: Well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that you. You bring that up because the. The reason I wanted to talk about this particular cemetery is because there's a problem that we're facing in modern times with cemeteries. And people don't realize that cemeteries are running out of space. Yeah. And even with the fact that more than 50% of burial practices aren't even burial practices. Most people are cremated now, Mm -hmm. and it's still a problem that cemeteries are running out of real estate. So one in particular um, that I wanted to talk about is going to take us all the way over to Paris, France, And it just has an amazing history. So we're going to talk about the Holy Innocence Cemetery. Have you heard of it? I have. Okay.
0: Oh, I can't (laughs) wait now.
1: (laughs) And and it had other names, too. It was also known, and I'm going to probably butcher this because I don't speak French, Les Les Innocence. Les Les Innocence? Les Innocents? Yeah, that sounds much better.
0: <laughs> much better. <laughs> Don't credit me. I have taken many years of French and mm, good old American I- education. <laughs> and
1: I think this was an actually um, the cemetery that was used in one of the scenes for Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. And I think uh, Lestat maybe, but... Don't quote me on that, but I think it was. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it, it used to be the oldest and largest cemetery in Paris. And um, it was utilized during the Middle Ages until the late 18th century. And it um, was on the burial grounds that were originally called Champeau. Am I saying that right? Champot. Champot. And that went all the way back to the 12th century. So the well, cemetery went back to the 1100s. So you could just imagine the history from the 12th century to the 18th century. It's just insane to think about. Insane.
0: I'd be in there but, all day going, ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> After you hear what I'm about to tell you, you would probably maybe change your mind about that. Oh, No. <laughs> So originally, um, you know, the devout religious people they paid to have their remains buried in the cellar of the church that sat on the ground, the Holy Innocence Church, because they thought, you know, having themselves buried closer to God, like it was Mm -hmm. just, you know, that was kind of the thing to do. And of course, you can only bury so many bodies in the cellar of the church and at one point they started burying people under the floorboards of the church itself and the church yes. just acted as this giant mausoleum and can you imagine um going to church and what that would smell like yeah and just knowing there are people just stacked underneath the church and so basically what they would do is they would just throw down like lavender and different herbs and things like that to mask the smell. But as you can imagine, it didn't work very well. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Oh. So that was the first um, the first part of the problem. And then they started to run out of room. Uh, the grounds of the church were eventually commissioned for burials. And at that time, no one had any clue of how massive that would be and how it would eventually run out of room (laughs) right so basically what it was when it was commissioned they um were accepting the dead of 22 parishes in paris so they took all the dead from from those parishes and not only that but there were a lot of drownings. There were a lot of vagrants and just bodies for various reasons that they ended up taking in. And um, the the rest of the people who weren't paying to be there were just thrown into massive graves. So right next to the cemetery, there was an outdoor market, which, surprise, surprise, people could (laughs) walk around and buy goods, and was literally right next to the cemetery. No walls. And eventually the ground started to pile up with these massive graves. And we're talking about 1,500 bodies (laughs) in one open pit. Wow. And they wouldn't even bother to dig another pit until the first one
0: was, was full.
1: Oh, my gosh. So you're out buying your bread and your, your meat. <laughs> you got to get like... real
0: close to the bread to make sure you smell that and not somebody's dead ass in the pile. Oh, oh man. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You were hungry. And then. And then you weren't hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: No. <laughs> and then, I mean, obviously, during this time period, there was a lot of death, right? Between right. um, the 12th and 13th century, King Philip uh, finally had a wall built and the wall was about 10 feet tall and he was like, you know, this is bad for business. We got to put a wall up and try to <laughs> separate the market from the the cemetery. And Good on him. <laughs> and I'll, yeah. I don't know that I would be going to the market. I'd probably send somebody else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but the other way that they tried to kind of slow down how many bodies they were taking in is they started charging more money to have people buried on the grounds which the church loved that right they yeah they wanted all the money so
0: yeah definitely they ended up especially
1: making a lot a shit ton of money
0: oh i'm sure <laughs> especially when you get into the the renaissance era and they're charging people oh well you committed the sin so in order to get to heaven, you got to pay me and then I'll say <laughs> yeah. some prayers for you. You know, oh, yes, that's very, very good of you, sir, to <laughs> to do that to people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, of course, things got a lot worse when this little thing called the Black Death swept through Europe during the mid-14th century, killing millions of people across Europe and then it came through again a second wave in the fifteen hundreds, yeah, so they're just <laughs> like I can't even imagine I don't know any place in the u s that i don't I don't think there's any place in the u s that has that I mean Arlington is probably the closest that I can think to having, and that's not even nowhere close to the dead population in this place, right, um. So the grounds, obviously, the massive pits, they're starting to run out of places there. So what they did was they built, and I'm probably going to say this wrong too, charnels, charnels, charnel houses, charnels.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, is it C-H-A-R-N-A-L-S?
1: Uh Yeah, close. C-H-R-N-E-L-S. Charnels. Charnels. It must be. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. So basically what they are were um, these like stone almost look like archways, but they're like stacked, you know, lengthwise next to each other Mm -hmm. along the perimeter. And basically what they would do is um, when the bodies would decompose, they would then take the bones from the yard and put them into these houses and just stack the bones trying to make more space on the grounds and the um, crews of people would come in and that's where the term skeleton crews came from Mm
0: -hmm. they would
1: go in pull the bones and then stack them in these houses to try to free up more space on the grounds and then at one point even that got to the point where they're like we don't know what to do. Like we're, we're running out of space and that's when things got really, really gross. Oh no. (laughs) So um, (laughs) Louis the 16th was trying to get the burial grounds moved to a place outside of the city, but surprise, surprise. The church was like, no, we're making money off of the burial fees. We're Mm -hmm. not doing that. And, you know, what do you do? I don't know what the situation was with him versus the church, but I think the church won for a little while and kind of they just kept adding more bodies. Mm -hmm. And once it got beyond the point of their capacity, the dead started to emerge from their graves. There were so many bodies buried that the ground sank down from the weight and made one of those big 10-foot walls collapse. Uh. (laughs) Uh. Oh. And then one of the charnel houses spilled dead bodies into one of the cellars of a neighboring property. So it was literally just like bodies and bones exploding every which direction. Damn. And then it gets even worse. (laughs) Oh no. So at one point in its history, Paris got really, really rainy. Like it was particularly rainy this one year. And what happened was obviously there are these piles of bodies everywhere decomposing And then you add all this rain on top of it. And there was the grounds were just like oozing this blob of fat and just bodily fluids were oozing everywhere and the smell of rotting flesh. And there were also gases from the corpses that people are quoted as saying that it snuffed out the candles If you live close by, like there was so much corpse gas in the air that if you had clothes hanging outside on a line, the color of the clothing was changed by these gases. I don't know what color, but I can imagine it was probably like a Uh. nasty yellow brown.
0: Oh, man. And you're breathing that in.
1: You're breathing it in in the Uh. fucking market.
0: There's still the market. market. It's in your (laughs) bread. It's in your (laughs) Oh
1: Oh. So I'm like, can you imagine you're like you're out shopping for a nice leg of mutton and you grab your best mate so you can go get some ale and suddenly you just get hit with this wall (laughs) of smell. And there goes your appetite.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Everything's just covered in a film of decay.
1: And this Uh, went on for so long. Like, I I wonder if at some point people were just kind of like used to
0: it, you know, I don't know. (laughs) You would think they would have had to have, especially when you look at the Victorian era and how they were so obsessed with death and what happened after the fact that they were, I mean, well, they had, they had picnics in cemeteries and stuff. It was just part of everyday life so i can only imagine that it was the same there and they're just kind of like oh, they're pretty busy over there yeah i'll get my I baguette mean, now <laughs> ugh. Yeah. but i guess it,
1: it eventually did get bad enough to where um the like the people in the market started to complain to the authorities and so then um king louis the 16th because of all the complaints had more reason to say We're fucking changing this. We're moving all of the bodies outside of the city. And the burial grounds were actually shut down in 1780. And by 1786, all the corpses and bones were removed and relocated. Basically, any of the bodies that hadn't fully decomposed, what was left behind was... (laughs) This is so gross. Oh, no. I told you. I told you, like, how (laughs) there were, like... There was like fat and stuff, deposits that were floating. Well, that is called corpse wax. And they scooped up the corpse wax and turned it into candles and soaps. I did know this. And then I'm like, were they selling it as artisanal soaps and candles at the outdoor (laughs) market? I could see that.
0: I'm sure somebody thought of that.
1: And also, my husband makes soap. <laughs> yes. So I was like, "Um, we can maybe make a couple corpse wax soaps. Not, you know, real
0: corpse wax. But you know what right. I'm saying? Like, we can yeah. maybe
1: make some labeled soap for the Patreon.
0: Oh, a few, dude. like, exclusives. Yes. That would be amazing. Could be soap. Could be corpse wax. Who knows? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be so cool. So we'll have to talk about that offline. We will. But they did. They did empty the grounds. And can you imagine it took fucking forever. Um,
0: And then they destroyed
1: the church. So that was torn down in 1787. And in the time of the Holy Innocence burial ground history, it was the resting place for two million people. Holy shit. And it wasn't a very big plot. Of land, I don't have the exact figures on that, but it wasn't, it was definitely not, um, a space that should have ever housed that many bodies. Oh my gosh! And then for our Patreon listeners who might be like, Well, what did they do with all the bodies? Well, that is a story for another episode, but um, I'll give you a hint. It has to do with a famous underground landmark mm-hmm. in Paris.
0: Oh yeah, we're covering the shit out of that.
1: Yeah, which I think <laughs> Blair is uh, gonna take that episode.
0: Oh, I can, I can. If yeah, you want me to.
1: Heck yeah, Heck. I would love that. Well, what is? Um, it starts with the letter C. C.
0: Yes, it is. So early. Next round. Heck yeah. I think that'll be stellar. Cause oh man. There's so much to talk about with the catacombs. There's so much that revolves around that.
1: Mm. And I know nothing about it other than this. This was this is the first thing I've really learned. I just I assume that the catacombs were um created to kind of, you know, obviously the black plague, the black death. I just assumed it was connected to that. And like mm-hmm. try to put bo- these bones somewhere, but you're gonna teach me because I don't yeah.
0: know. <laughs> oh, they they were desperate. They're like, we have to figure this out because <laughs> this is taking over the, the whole city. And oh yeah, there's a lot. There is a. I lot. can't even.
1: I can't even imagine that now. Like if you were to think yeah. about, um, and I I even read in this same book. Over my dead body, that COVID was such a big problem in New York City. Mm -hmm. That, and I've never, I had never heard this anywhere that um, they started taking the dead to, there's a cemetery that's next to one of the big prisons. Mm -hmm. I want to say Rikers, possibly. It's kind of out on an island. Yes. And they were even having inmates. Help, like, dig and bury people because yeah. of all the COVID deaths, which oh, yeah. I had never heard about. Um,
0: it And they had a few instances like that in uh, Europe as well. And, oh, my God, I, when I heard some of the stories about, you know, trucks, big trucks coming in to take out bodies, it's like, holy shit. That we've entered a whole new fucking era of Black Plague type shit. Yeah. Really scary. And, you know, sometimes they were, I don't know if they were always burning bodies or um, always burying bodies because I know they were burning some of the pits too because it was getting so high. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was included in
1: that. As well. But for anyone who does have an interest in learning about cemeteries, definitely um, put that book on your list. It's called Over My Dead Body. The author's last name is Melville. And it's a new book. I mean, it came out in like 2021. Um, But yeah, it just has a fascinating history of different cemeteries and, you know, um, going through different time periods. And a lot of them are in the U.S., but Um, There's a few discussions about outside of the U.S. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that is. The story of the holy innocence.
0: That's a great buildup. And to know the background about the market. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about the gases either having that much of a. An impact on the town like that. I just thought it was smelly. I didn't know that. I,
1: did, <laughs> I didn't know that they used human fat, corpse ro- corpse wax or adipose adipoker, I think is how you say it, adipoker. Um, mm-hmm. air. <laughs> Today I can't say words. <laughs> Don't so. worry, I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyone who works in mortuary sciences or forensics, you'll know how to say that word. But um I just thought that was a thing from Fight Club. (laughs) Right. I didn't realize it was like a real thing.
0: Real. Real deal. Can you imagine? Can you imagine using soap from... No. Mm.
1: No. I wonder if it has a good lather.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good question.
1: I'll have to ask my husband because, you know, (laughs) soap, he making soaps, not that he... But just because you know, there's different types of oils, and the oils right. behave differently, and how they produce a lather, and different fats and stuff. Um, right. But yeah, I I think uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll put a few special soaps on the Patreon channel.
0: Yeah, I think that would be stellar.
1: In the store, see if I can sweet talk him into making me a special batch.
0: Doing some soaps. You should. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So he actually did that when we lived in San Diego. He did that nice. for quite a while. Um, And his inspiration was... Uh, the, the inspiration for his logo was actually because of Fight, Fight Club. <laughs> He's a huge Fight Club fan. I think it's probably his favorite movie. That's awesome. But... Yeah, so definitely check out cemeteries. There's a lot of history. Um, the the East Coast really fascinated me because of the family plots. And um, a lot of times you would see a husband and wife and then his mistress would also be buried there. And mm-hmm. the child mortality is just really sad to see, mm-hmm. you know. 10 kids buried in the same plot and they're all under two years old. Mm -hmm. So a lot of stories to be told. And I just love cemeteries.
0: I don't know. I'm weird. There's a lot of history that goes into it. There's a lot of crazy, craziness with graveyards. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Also, if I ever get to... New Orleans. Oh my gosh, yes. That's on my bucket list.
1: Me too. That would be fun. That would that be a would fun be a- trip.
0: Oh yeah, it would. Yeah, it would.
1: And then we could go to like all the weird oddity shops and Yeah. Um go to the cemetery and check out the mausoleums and eat the be- be- all the what are the beignets? Eat all the beignets <sighs> and the
0: <laughs> Yes. oh man i would be eating all the time there would be something in my hand (laughs) at all times (laughs) no that would be fun oh that would be so freaking fun i've never been down there and i know a couple people that frequent there and they love it there's a cafe actually Uh, i don't remember the name of it but in the back if you sit outside it you actually overlook the graveyard
1: Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah,
0: I I should try to ask them what the name of that cafe is because I'm sure they're not the only cafe, but oh, that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, maybe we can add it to the episode, Um, you know, like on Patreon, how you can post comments and things. We can always yeah. put some info in there for people. Um, I like
0: that.